I feel like people think when they hear the word real estate investor, they think you have to be wealthy first. And it's like, no, you don't. You can literally start with what you have right now. And so like demystifying what that really means. This is the Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of Rent Ready, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. We partner with successful real estate investors, offering you advice and guidance on how to get started, how to scale your real estate portfolio, and how to run your business for profit. Before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with Rent Ready, we're an all-in-one property management platform. We help landlords manage tenants and properties by providing services for every step of the landlord process, including payments, finding the best tenants, lease signing, communications, maintenance, and a whole lot more. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today as part of a series that focuses on conversations with the women who are crushing it in real estate. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. This is Stacey Rossetti, and I am back again with another Badass Women Investor. I am looking at Kendra here, and I'm excited to introduce her to everybody in the group. She is another lady out there that's just kind of rocking and rolling, and I love to hear all these lady stories. So, Kendra, go ahead and tell me, uh, introduce yourself and tell me your story. Hey, everyone. My name is Kendra Barnes. I am the founder of The Key Resource. I'm a buy and hold investor who um, I got my start in Washington, D.C., investing in real estate and now I live in San Antonio, Texas. And I'm on a mission to like demystify what it means to be a real estate investor and a wealth builder. Absolutely love what I do. And I cannot wait to, to share more. So tell me, what do you mean by demystify? What are you what are you talking about? So I feel like people think when they hear the word real estate investor, they think you have to be wealthy first. And it's like, no, you don't. You can literally start with what you have right now. And so like demystifying what that really means and showing people like being that representation to say like, yes, you can be a woman and own real estate. Like you can be a boss woman and, and be a real estate investor. You can be a black woman and be a real estate investor. So that's like, that's, that's my passion right now. It's like demystify what it means to be a boss woman investor. Awesome. Well, I love it. And I appreciate that because a lot of people really, and I tell people all the time, it's like, you don't have to have a lot of money to do this. You have to be, you have to have courage and grit is what you got to have. Yes. 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 So tell me, how did you get started? Um, actually playing the game cash flow, which okay. Have you played it? Yes, yes. Actually, we have this game for our daughter. We have cash flow for kids. And so she's five years old. We're already making her play this game. Yes, I love it. So my husband and I, we worked for the government. I was an international economist and he was a contract specialist working for the government, making good money. We had never considered real estate investing in a million years, not because we didn't think we could, we just never thought of it. It's like you go to school, you get a degree, you get married, buy a house, and then you work until you're like 70, right? Like <laughs> that's what we were doing. And then um, one day my aunt invited us to play uh, this game called Cash Flow. We played it on like a Saturday. And I think by Monday we were looking for our first rental property because it clicked. Like in order to win that game, you have to have passive income. And the only passive income in that game that actually moves the needle was real estate. 
Like mm-hmm. you're not going to win cash flow if you don't own real estate. Yeah. And so yes. we said, wait a minute, if we can't win this like fictitious game, it, it really mimicked life. Like it, it really like, you know, it kind of reminded you of like your everyday kind of bills and things like that. So we said, if, if you need real estate in this game, we probably need to own some real estate in real life. And at the time we owned our personal home, but no investment. We, we were not investing at all, like not at all. And so that's kind of what got the ball rolling. So, um, so like what kind of like, so like, first of all, for people that don't know what cash flow is kind of tell it, tell, tell a little bit about what it is. So people know. Yeah. It is a board game that is similar to monopoly, but it really mimics life a lot better because you have student loans and things like that. The object of the game is to get out of the rat race of life. And so the rat race could be working your nine to five, living paycheck to paycheck, you know, being burdened by debt, to get out of that rat race, you have to invest. And then once you invest, you make passive income. And if you make enough passive income, you can actually live your dream life. Yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it is a great game. And actually a lot of a lot of people learn how to invest or like they don't learn how to invest. So they get started in real estate yeah. and investing just because of this game. So it's really made a huge impact on a lot of people that I know. Okay, good. So tell me kind of like, okay, so after the game, you're like, okay, great. Now I need to go start investing. Like what happened and how did you get started? Yeah. So we start looking at properties. We found a duplex in Washington, DC. So it was a two unit apartment building. Right. And we didn't even know what we were doing, but we're like, uh, you know, the mortgage is about a thousand dollars a month. There was a tenant in one side paying eleven hundred a month and the other side was empty. So we said, well, shoot, we're breaking even and we don't even have a tenant in the other side yet. So this should be good. Right. <laughs> um, then, you know, we talked to a lender and the lender told us the down payment was going to be fifty seven thousand dollars. And we're like, um, we don't have fifty seven thousand dollars because we hadn't been saving to invest. We had been taking vacations and like just living it up. Um, and so we ended up pulling the money for the down payment. We ended up pulling that money from our retirement account in the form of a loan. So we didn't take any early withdrawals. We took a loan from our retirement account to afford the down payment, which I will pause and say, if anyone listening decides to use that method, please consult with a financial advisor. This is not investment advice. Make sure the numbers work for you. It worked beautifully for us because we were able to make more money with that money in that investment property than it was making in that retirement account. But yeah, we were like, all right, let's pull the money from our retirement account. We bought that property and we just got addicted from there. <laughs> so did you like, so essentially when you, when you borrowed that money from your, uh, from your retirement account, did you just roll it over to like a self-directed account and then just like purchase it that way? Or how did you, or did you just say, okay, no, I'm going to take this loan and then just give it directly to the bank. Yeah. So we, for our particular retirement account, it was called a thrift savings plan um, with, with the government. And okay. we, we took the loan, they got the money to us in like 48 hours, like in our bank accounts. And then we wow. used that for the down payment. And then you have to, you basically are paying yourself back with interest. Okay. And we had five years to pay it back. And that's how it worked for our particular process. So it was a really, it was really easy. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. I mean, some 401 is like not some 401ks or some retirement accounts. They don't allow to do that. So I highly recommend that everybody just, you know, educate themselves on how to use, utilize the, your retirement account for real estate. Yeah. Which is like a huge, which is like a huge topic in the real estate investing world. So when you get into it and really start learning about it, you'll definitely learn about it. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So you got this duplex. Why, why were you in Washington, DC? Cause I think, don't you live in San Antonio? So tell us how, how did that work? 
Yeah, we lived in D.C. because we were working for the government. We both had uh, I finished my master's, you know, we finished school. We got jobs in D.C. and we lived in D.C. for like 10 years. We just moved to San Antonio because we had a baby. So and uh, right before the pandemic, we moved here to be closer to family because we're like, we need a support system. (laughs) I get that. Yeah. How old is your uh, child? She's two now. She's two. Okay. All right. Yeah. I have a five-year-old, so I totally get that. And we're, we're by ourselves too in Georgia. We're all, it's a lot of work taking care of a kid by yourself. Even, yeah. even with the support system, it's a lot of work. So it is. Okay. So now you're in, uh, so basically, so you've been in Washington, we were in Washington DC for 10 years. What kind of like investments did y'all do while y'all, y'all, were, y'all were there? So we've only done buy and holds. We've owned uh, multi-units, you know, single family. We own a condo um, in Baltimore. And so, yeah, we've only done buy and hold investing, but we've done like, as far as rental strategies, we've done Airbnb, we've done Section 8, we've done like your regular long-term tenant, we've done travel nurse rentals. And so I'm always the kind of person who I'm like, if you have more than one rental property, diversify that income. Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And even if you do find yourself having multiple rental properties and you have like all the same kind of rental income, just make sure that before you buy that property, make sure that you can easily pivot if you had to. Like if you buy a property that is great for Airbnb, what if Airbnb doesn't work out? Could you still make enough money and be profitable with it as a section eight rental or a travel nurse rental or student housing. Then I think people, and this is something I didn't know on that first rental we bought that first duplex. I didn't think about any other scenarios. I'm like, eh, it must be a good deal. Right. But make sure that you can easily pivot. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's how I, the first time I bought a storage facility, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to just buy it and see what happens. You know, <laughs> now I do not recommend that a lot with my students. I say, you should really educate yourself on like how to do everything, how to run numbers and stuff like that. But, um, but like, you know, you just got to get your foot in the door. And what I love is that y'all just kind of took a chance. I mean, a lot of people, they can't even like get out there and get it done. You know what I'm saying? So But you know why, though? I mean, I think in this day and age, and I'm talking like this was, I mean, what, this was like 2013. Back then, you know, people didn't really have podcasts like yours. Like information was not as accessible. We have Instagram. People are like sharing their stories on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And so now the information is just, there's so much information that people are starting out better than we did, right? Because they have access to so much. But it also puts them in this place where they're like in analysis paralysis. And so I think the benefit that we had was we didn't have anybody to ask. We just literally were like, we're going to do it. We're going to bet on ourselves. And so I think you have to find a balance between educating yourself, but also knowing that really experience is going to be your best teacher. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So you said that you do like you have like rentals, you have Airbnb, you're kind of doing it all on on the uh, on the residential buy and hold side of all of the different uh, ways that you do that kind of which ones do you like the most, you know, and which ones do you like? I was like, oh, this is a little bit too much work. Maybe I should do this one next time. You know, um, right now, my favorite strategy is travel nurse rentals. I love those because it's like you get the higher rental income like you would with an Airbnb, but it's not as high maintenance as an Airbnb because travel nurses stay for three months at a time. So you're still renting out a furnished rental, um, but you're getting like that short term rental income with a little with like less turnover. Love that. <laughs> um, and I would say one of the hardest things 
The hardest rentals for us have always been the older properties. And then I think having multi-units adds another layer on there because um, you're managing like personalities in a building. I don't like the way this person did that or they left the door open. And, you know, I'm not saying that multi-units are great investments, especially for people who are just getting started and want to do what's called house hacking, which I'm sure your audience knows or you've talked about before. But if you're listening to this for the first time, you don't know what house hacking is. It's basically buying a multi-unit property, living in one unit and renting out the others. We house hacked. And it's one of the reasons why we are able to be um, financially free today. We ended up leaving our nine to five jobs literally because we took the chance and house hacked and, and made the sacrifice. But um, yeah, long, long answer to your question. Basically travel nurse rentals are my favorite for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, that's what I really um, get into now. And travel nursing, honestly, that's just like a new thing over the past. Like, I've been doing this for 10 years and travel nursing and travel nurses and like and doing rentals for them has not been like a popular thing. I think that is like, a, is that like a COVID thing. Maybe all the nurses are traveling around for COVID or is it just like, it's all just like so popular right now. Yeah. I don't know. We've been doing it for like over three years, maybe even four years now. So, but way before COVID we got into it, but it is becoming really popular now. Um, I know I talk about it a lot and I see people like a lot of my students and a lot of my audience, like they're like gravitating towards that too. But um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Now, I definitely think that there's not enough uh, Airbnbs out there, whether you do travel nurses or you just do regular Airbnb or urban Airbnb or whatever you're going to do. But like, there's just not enough. I mean, I went on to go look for like an Airbnb up here just to stay in for the weekend. Uh, I'm up in like the North Georgia area. Everything was all booked. And if it wasn't booked, it was like $3,000 a night or some ridiculous price. Right. (laughs) So I think we need more Airbnbs out there. We definitely need more Airbnbs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, okay, good. So tell me, how did that work? So are all your property, okay, so now do you have properties in Washington, D.C. and in San Antonio now? Yes, in um, D.C. and Baltimore. And then in San Antonio, we just own the home that we live in, but we're in the process of trying to like start building up our portfolio here. Um, It's just like we moved here, the pandemic hit. We were new parents. It was a lot going on. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Just trying to get our bearings. And so now we feel um, pretty good about going ahead and get started. And one thing that I've been wanting to try is getting into like shipping container homes. And so I've been looking for land because I found a shipping container that I want to buy and do like the tiny home um, rental Mm -hmm. and either use it as a travel nurse rental or use it as a rental for there's a there's three military bases in San Antonio. Um, lots of opportunity there, but also using it as a location rental. If you think about how everyone's at home, we're all on Zoom calls, like people need quiet meeting space. They're literally paying by the hour to rent out, you know, cute spaces, right? So they can have a nice background on their Zoom calls. I need that. Oh, but me too. I need that too. So I can be away from my two-year-old. She's, you know, screaming in the background and stuff like that. So yes. um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. Now. I wonder how you would advertise that. Like if you had one of those, cause we're like, if it's, you know, we live in an RV and we just travel the country and, you know, and like most of the time I can work out of my RV, but when I do podcasts or something like that, I have to have a space. And it's like, where would you go to look for that? I've been like, like if I do need a space, I just go to Regis and I rent like a conference room, but sometimes that's expensive. Listen, let me tell you, it's a site called Peer Space. That's P-E-E-R, Peer, um, as in like we're peers, Peer Space. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, good. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out because like all this traveling, I've been spending (laughs) a lot of money on Regis and it's getting kind of expensive. Yeah, Pure Space is cool. Okay, good. Awesome. So I was going to ask you, so like, since you have stuff in like Washington, D.C. and Baltimore and you're living in San Antonio, like how do you manage all that? <laughs> we actually self-manage, which sounds kind of crazy, but we like for living since we lived in D.C. for so long, we have people on the ground that we trust. We have friends there. We have contractors that we know. Um, and we just weren't able to find a property manager who was good enough for us. And so I know landlords who would never dream of self-managing and they live in the same city as their properties. And so it's not for everybody, but it's worked. It's worked for us so far. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you just self-manage. Okay, good. Okay. Awesome. All right. So tell everybody, please like where they can find you, uh, you know, and like kind of what you teach and things like that. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Instagram at the key resource. Once you find me on there, click the link in my bio. Everything you need is right there. If you heard me on this podcast, please feel free to DM me. Um, I love to chat with you guys. So right now I'm kind of like scaling back all my offerings. I'm actually working on a book. And so I am planning to release it in February. So stay tuned for that. Um, But I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group. Great for networking. If you guys want to join us there, I have a blog. What is that called? It's called the key resource Facebook group. So if you just search the key resource, great for networking. But yeah, I would love to chat with you guys. Come hang out with me on Instagram, show you a little behind the scenes of what I got going on and stuff like that. Okay, awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming to hang out with us. And uh, like I said, I just love women that are actually out there doing it. Uh, And I know there's guys listening to but y'all all get out there and just do take some action, get out there and look for some deals. I mean, I just read an article that said um, that um, like 15% of all properties that were purchased in the past like couple of months are all have all been from investors. Right. Yeah. So like there are deals out there to be found. Right. So get out there and start looking for some deals. I'm sure you'll you'll find some um, again. And this is the Rent Ready podcast. My name is Stacey Rossetti. I'm the host of Rent Ready. Uh, make sure you check out Rent Ready. It's a property management company. Uh, sorry, it's a property management software. And it's like super easy to like manage and stuff. So and this is like fits perfectly with Kendra and her topic as well. So if yeah. you need some sort of property management software, please check out Rent Ready as well, too. OK. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us. Okay. Thank you, Stacy. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.